0: You can go on to our online bulletin if you want to follow along there, or you can follow along on your phones. Uh, The scripture reading for today comes from Matthew, uh, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Okay, Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Hear now God's Word. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. And He gave Him the name, Jesus.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. Merry Christmas. Uh, my name is One J. Hudson, one of the pastors here at New Mercy, and I get the privilege, the joy to uh, share in the Word today. 2014, I remember the acapella, right, the last time it was activated because I was on the acapella team. But they didn't call me back. I was like, what? 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 But anyways, it was amazing. Praise the Lord. I feel like we don't even need a sermon. But um, can we can we just, uh, before we head into the message would it be okay if we could just bow our heads one more time? Can we just pause a little bit? Let's really just just marinate a little bit more, just just soak in this Christmas Sunday. Um, the Lord's presence, I feel like, he's really with us this morning. So if we could, if we may, if we could just bow our heads, uh, let's close our eyes and just, just kind of uh, sit, sit uh, before the Lord. Father, all uh, glory to you. Uh, truly, this morning we we come together as your people, as your community, Father, uh, to celebrate uh, really the coming of your Son. Uh, Lord, uh, 2,000 years ago, you knew exactly the perfect time uh, when you broke in to this, to this earth. You walked among us. Father, you shared uh, in our joys and our pains. You identified with us, uh, Father, flesh to flesh. Lord... Uh, we, we we give you, Father, all praise and joy this, this morning. Uh, Lord, will you, will you continue to be with us as we celebrate together? Through the preaching of the Word, may you speak, Father. May we listen, may we hear the words. May you encourage us, strengthen us, Father. And help us to remember, indeed, Father, you are always, always with us, Emmanuel God. So we thank you. for all things in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. Once again, we want to just extend a warm, um, just a just a blessing and a prayer to to all of you, and your families, especially this Christmas season. Uh, no matter where you are, no matter what season you're in or the circumstances, right, the difficulties, and maybe the challenges that that you've been going through, may the joy of the Lord, may the presence of may the presence of the Lord richly, richly be your you this season. This is the prayer on behalf of all the pastors here at New Mercy. If you have been with us the last four weeks, uh, we have been preaching through a sermon series, Advent sermon series, uh, to prepare for the Christmas for Christmas Sunday. And the theme of the uh, Advent uh, sermon was on waiting, right? Waiting on the promise. Uh, And for four weeks, we've been. Preaching on waiting and what does it mean to wait and biblical waiting and all that, all that. Uh, you know, it was funny because this past week I was in my car with my daughters and you know, they're in sixth grade, eighth grade, and driving around and I told them, hey, you know, I have to preach on Christmas Sunday. What should I preach on? And one, you know, one of my daughters she was like, waiting is done. <laughs> you know, I think she was, they were kind of sick of it too. Uh, I'm kind of sick of it. I'm, I'm kind of uh, happy that finally the indeed the wait is over. Wait is over and we are here to once again receive Jesus Christ. At the end of the day, Christmas is about is about Jesus, right? It's not about the angels or the shepherds or, the, or, the, or, the, or the, you know, all the stories of Christmas, but it's not the person of Jesus Christ. So today, very, very quickly, uh, not a long story, very short, I just want to get the heart of this passage today. The text comes to us from Matthew, Matthew 1, 18-25, uh, This is the Christmas story, Christmas narrative in the book of Matthew. Um, And I was kind of praying through, you know, Lord, what should should I preach on? And what I want to do is I just want to focus on quickly just that one dimension of this story, which is the giving of the name of Jesus Christ. It's so interesting because here uh, in this text, we see two names that I mentioned. There are many, many names of God. Right, Old Testament, you guys. I think there's about like 65 names of God mentioned in the Old Testament, and there are a lot of names. You know, He shall be known as this and Prince of Peace and this and this and, this, and this, all these names. But here in the Matthew text, uh, in the birth narrative, uh, we are given two names, right? two names. And I, I just, if we may, I I want to just kind of uh, come bring these two names and focus our attention upon these two names today, thinking about Christmas. Yeah, what does it mean for us, God coming to us this Sunday morning, 2,000 does it What does it mean for us to receive this Christ, this Messiah? And I think these two names, these prophetic, these two names, as the angel speaks to Joseph, uh, speaks at the heart of who this Messiah is, the reason for his coming, right? We're going, to kind of, we're going to do that if So, the first name is, verse, comes from verse 21. Verse 21, at least the other Bibles. So, read it for us. Verse 21 says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. And you know, obviously, Jesus was the name that people spoke of, that was his name, um, proper name. She, she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. 2017 for me, this year, uh, I can't believe it's the end of the year. 2017 for me, it was a uh, year of year of self discovery. Right? I know I'm old. I'm like, you know, like mid forties now, and still I'm, I'm like finding myself in some sense. It was kind of interesting because. Uh, as I was, as God was like really revealing new things about about myself, I, I really think it was a year of self-discovery. Uh, especially, I was kind of realizing my my limits, the limitations. Right? Uh, you know, definitely physically, right? I'm getting older. Um, this was a really difficult year for me. Uh, you know, I, my my son, my oldest son, he's a junior in high school, and first time this year, 2017. He beat me in tennis. I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, take me home, right? I mean, physically, you're just, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm a proud guy, you know, I'm okay. I used to be, uh, play varsity, tennis, in high school. that was way back. But now, this year, finally, he beat me in tennis. My second son, who was actually you know, part of the a- acapella team today, uh, actually, he beat me in basketball for the first time. <laughs> that so, God is telling me just quit one day, just stop, physical stuff. Uh, not only that, just physically I see real just deterioration and the frailty and how fragile I am physically. Getting sick. Uh, you know, I have this thing called gout. I don't know anything. <laughs> gout. gout. It's like this nasty, this thing where I get these, these huge soul and toes and stuff. And um, it's, just, it's just old. You're getting old physically. It's just, just, you know, just limitations physically. And how fragile I am. Not only that, not only physically, but also, uh, especially I think this year, emotionally. The, at the heart level, inner inner person that I am, not a lot of self discovery. Some of you guys are so going through these cohorts, we're learning about uh, truly uh, self awareness, like right, who we are. And this has been really, really powerful, really good. And I have been really learning <laughs> who I am. I am a typical Asian American male. I cannot, I have a hard time expressing certain things, feelings I'm not that great with. And it was a shocker, it was like, oh my gosh, I have have a lot of issues, a lot of issues. As a father, limitations. My kids are in high school and junior high and stuff, and oh my gosh, I'm I'm not that great in parenting than I thought. As a husband, you this year, Lisa and I, definitely we had our ups and downs. I mean, especially after the, the last big retreat that we had. You know, we had a great speaker, Rob Green, when he came and spoke about you know, marriage and all that stuff. And after that, we're like, oh, my gosh. She's like, ah, telling all this stuff. I'm I'm sorry. I thought, even as a husband, I feel that I'm, I'm discovering and relearning what does it mean to be a better husband. What does it mean to love your wife? A lot of self-discovery. And also, part of that is the limitations and the shortcomings, if I may say. The the lack of, there's a discovery of of things that I just cannot do. I just lack. I just suck at it. I just stink at being. And the more I look inward and discover myself, there is a clear dimension of just, just a total lack of, Almost a point of hopelessness. I think in some sense it's almost like a lostness. It's not lack of ability, right? It's not just lack of skill sets, but there is a sense of real, real lostness. I don't even know where to begin. There's like a huge hole, a huge kind of something missing. And I'm lost. I don't know about you guys, but uh, this how my idea was out of this copy. It's good, it's good, healthy, right? It's good. But maybe we realize realise one day it's not really about self improvement because even that there's limitations. I mean I read so many books and this and this and this, but that's not the answer. There's something fundamentally we we need. And some of us we even go through times of hopelessness because we feel like there's nothing for every change. I am this person and that's so why today, the first kind of name that we see, Jesus Christ, you'll come, name him Jesus, because he will save you from the sin. The Christmas, as we receive Jesus Christ, the first kind of name, this prophetic name, who this person is, is the person who's going to come and saving us. That there's someone who is coming to deliver us, to feel that need. Right? All my brokenness, all my shortcomings, areas that it's not, once again, it's not about skill set or ability. But there's a separation. There's a lostness. There's something really broken and wicked and, and lost in me. I mean, really, if you were to be honest, it come comes to a point where I need someone to save me. I need someone. I need a savior. I need someone once again come beyond myself. And God comes and sends his son. He doesn't need a Christian To resolve the all the, the universal fundamental problem, this thing called sin. This, this this separation that we have. This lostness that we have. And his first right prophetic name that we see here in Matthew is that we have to call him Jesus because he is the one who's going to come, he will deliver. He is now your hope. He is the answer. He's the he's the salvation. Once again, this year, uh, just a lot of things. I think a lot of things I've been I've been kind of, uh, finding out. Uh, even as a pastor, just to totally be a totally fair confession. Uh, there are times I think this year I felt my limits. Oh man, that are some cases or even counseling or even some. Teaching or teaching or mentoring, uh, one day this is your limit. I, I really felt that. Also, when parenting, being a father, being a husband, also being a son to my parents, it was difficult for me. My my, with my parents in many many areas also. Been, there's like these limitations. They're just we just we're lost. And what to do? You, there's a lot of this lot of lostness in our world. And through this world, God, God comes. And His first call, His first reason, ultimate reason for Him coming is to save us, to deliver us. Acts four twelve says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Ultimate question, ultimate issue is sin. Genesis, we talked about it, and once again, I don't want to be uh, going through too much theology here, but there is a, the the reason for all our brokenness, our separation, ultimately, is this sin. That we have, we are broken, we are separated from God. And Jesus Christ comes to mend that. And that, when that mending happens, when that connection happens, then there is hope. There is hope. There is something that we can look forward to. There is hope in your hopelessness. that like there is there is, some, there is a solution, there's no And that's the first thing Jesus Christ. So that's the first name. Second name that you're given not only Jesus Christ comes to save us, but second name given here from the Old Testament is comes to us from verse 23 it says the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. This word, Emmanuel, this this prophecy comes from Isaiah 7, Isaiah chapter 7, about 700 years before. The prophet Isaiah, um, there were a lot of messianic, right, messianic prophecies given by these prophets. And this is one of the names, one of the characteristics of the coming Messiah, that who will be coming to us. And his name, or people, he will be known as Emmanuel. His presence alone will mean that God is now with us. I think it's a very profound, very, uh, very powerful, uh, powerful thing that Matthew describing here. In the, in the Old Testament, there's about uh, some people, depending on the theologian, but they say there's about 300 plus prophecies about Jesus. Right? So Old Testament, you know, 2,000 years of history. There's about, uh, I mean, more than 2,000 years uh, before Jesus Christ. 2,000 years on, there's about uh, about 300 plus prophecies of the coming of Jesus. Christ. And in the New Testament, we see all these ones being filled. But out of all those prophetic uh, prophecies and, and the names of God, the one that Matthew picks from the Old Testament is the name Igniter. this The this, this Savior is going to come. And first and foremost, he's going to be called Jesus. We'll say that was his proper name, people call him Jesus. And because he's the one who's going to come and save you, he's going to deliver you. He's going to bring hope. But the second name that Matthew focuses on is not only he's a savior, he's going to save you, he's going to do something for you, he's a solution, but also is with you. And I think for me, uh, this is the comfort of Christmas. That Christmas is not just some day that, oh, finally God is sending a solution, but God comes, God himself comes to us. Now he is with us. He walked upon us. He walked with us. He felt, he went through all the trials and temptations and difficulties. So he exactly knows what we're going through. He is God indeed with us. He is Emmanuel God, Right? Philippians talks about how he, uh, the throne of heaven, he lowers himself. Ultimately because he is driven by love. Driven by love. He loves us and he comes and he walks among us. And today that same God. God with us, Emmanuel. God is with us, and I think that's the power, the the encouragement, the the warmth of Christmas. You know, this week I was doing a devotional, and one person wrote in the devotional how um, sometimes Christmas we see all these pretty and you know nice, cute things about Christmas, but we forget um, we forget the impact of Christmas that one, you know, one night two thousand years ago. That God himself, the God of the universe, God of the heaven, he breaks through, he breaks into the sinful world, right? He becomes flesh. God of the universe actually becomes flesh and he walks along us. Why? Because when he's driven by love, he wants to be with us. There's a, there's a kind of little poem that I want to share. I don't know if we have this, right? Yeah, it's called God with us. God with us. Glory of the Holy One, robed in majesty. Omnipresent King of kings, deserving pageantry. Deity incarnate be because of love for you and me. Willingly he came to earth, left his throne behind. Emmanuel, Son of God, seeking to redeem mankind. To leave mankind dead in sin was not what he designed. His love and mercy on the cross, there with grace combined. Understanding His great love is for what Christ desires. Sinners, to trust in Him alone is all about requires. And God comes to us. He is, now, he is with us. Not only He saves us, but He is with us. He goes through life with us. He feels, He, 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 you know, he understands exactly what we're going through. For me, Christmas... Christmas is a promise. Christmas is a promise that God will continue to save and God will continue to be with us. Christmas is a promise. Not only is it an event that happened once 2000 years ago, but every Christmas is a reminder of the promise. That I, you know, 1J Hudson, I will continue to save you. Because Lord, you know, knowing once again, Continual discovery of myself, God. I need salvation. Every moment, I need to be saved. This is not nothing but just justification theologically, but Lord, you know me—my brokenness, my sinfulness, my my lostness. I'm I'm lost, even as a, as a father, as a husband, as a son, as a pastor, as a friend. God, I'm I'm lost in my emotions, my struggles, my temptations, all the challenges and brokenness that I have. We continually need saving. And for me, Christmas, first and foremost, is God promising I will continue this you. And God is also promising I will continue to be with you. Every Christmas is a reminder. As I broke through 2,000 years' ago, giving up my my throne and heaven to come down, I want to walk with you. I will with you. And for me, Christmas is a promise that God Continue your saying. continue to walk with us. So, as we close, as we we close today, this year, um, I don't know how uh, your year was, 2017, but recently, you know, I was uh, reading something, I think it was about Facebook, you know, how social media, kind of whatever it was, um, and they did a research on how, you know, like social media is psychologically harmful, or something like that, right? And, and I was reading the article, and it was kind of interesting. It says that social media can really be harmful uh, if you do social media passively. I don't know, some of you actually read this. I used an article. Uh, and uh, they said that actually psychologically it could be damaging, because what happens is it creates like envy, and you know, you're never happy with your life, but so you keep on just passively looking at you know, social feeds and stuff like that. And uh, it, was a real, it was a real study done how uh, passively doing social media is, is affecting America, affecting the world. When I was reading that, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I think this is also true with faith. You know, passive faith, passive spirituality also, I think is detrimental. Right? I think, you know, when we just come and when we just observe, you know, when we just kind of Kind of, kind of go along with, with church, with faith, and kind of, kind of you know, we, we kind of know, we kind of believe, but we don't really actively pursue God. or allow the Lord to actively come and touch us and challenge us and stir us. In the long run, passive spirituality, I think, becomes the exact same thing. In the long run, it actually it creates restlessness and, and, you know, a lot of, I think, negative things that could experience. It is my prayer this year as we, you know, see, as we were reminded of this glorious Sunday, Sunday morning, as God comes to us. You know, Jesus Christ comes to us this morning actively. He's very intentional. He wants another. wants a, a deeper relationship with us. He wants intimacy. He wants love. He wants to walk with us, with you, again. Because He knows exactly where you are, your situation. He is Emmanuel. He came in flesh to pray as we uh, head into this Christmas season and finish out this year and as we look forward to 2018 next year. What does it what would it look like for for us for me, for our church as community not to just perhaps passively kind of receive and observe the graces of God but if we were to grow actively Lord stir in me, stir in me a new faith a newfound love for you And may I take a step of faith going forward, and I want to actively pursue growing intimacy, to love you, to connect with you. I want, I want to encounter what does this Jesus, who one who came to save, feels like? Save me, God. heal me. Renew my hope again. Let, let, allow my faith to rise again. Lord, I want to encounter Emmanuel God. I want, I want to sense and feel that you are truly with me. And I'm going to live life as indeed that you are with me. Give me boldness. Give me faith. Give me courage. And I really pray for that. I pray for all of us. Especially this Christmas, the Emmanuel God will impact and speak and impart his presence over us. So with that, can we we pray? If we bow our heads, if we could just close. Spend a moment in prayer. different areas uh, of our lives that I think God uh, wants to make a difference I absolutely believe that even areas that you feel like no um, you know I'm not ready or I don't want to go there uh, we 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 hold it in we close it in we we, we harden harden our hearts uh, but I absolutely believe that the Lord uh, He wants to uh, come and He wants to heal and release He wants to save He's making a promise. Every Christmas is a promise. I will continually be there for you. I will, I'm going to continually save. I'm going to bring hope. I'm going to renew. It's a promise. And even today, this Christmas Sunday, this season, this Christmas morning, again, He's coming. He's, he's actively coming after us. So my prayer uh, this morning is that Let's ask for courage. Let's ask for the Lord to, Lord, open my, open my heart. And come in into those areas and heal me, touch me, send me free. So, can we just spend some time in prayer? Let's allow the Lord, ask the Lord to, Lord, uh, work in my heart. Let's just pray. Let's spend some time in prayer.